Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Well, are you ready for the word today? Some of you are. You ready for the word? I had this realization this week that whether we are or we're not, the word is ready for us. You know, it's like, are you ready for? But but the word is ready for us, and and the word the word is waiting for us to take a hold of it, and to agree with it, and to live it so that we can experience all the promises and blessings that are contained in it for our lives. It, it's waiting for you to take a hold of it and go, yes, yes, I believe, yes, I agree, yes, 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 God, yes. What You know, Proverbs 3, Liz gave a word to some friends of ours this week. It was trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. And the longer I've been in Christ, the longer I've been a Christian and a, and a God follower, the more I've realized I have to trust in him yeah. and trust in his ways and trust in his word and and believe that he goes before me, making a way where there seems to be no way. Yeah. And, and I, I think about the story Nick just told about, I thought it was this way. Yeah. And then on the 30th day at five to five, yeah. it wasn't that way. <laughs> but God had a better way. Can I encourage us as we enter into and I say this every year, but Christmas is my favorite time of year. Yeah. I love it. I love there's a sense yeah. in the air of just this we're holidaying. Yeah. Where this is this is the silly season, but the happy season. And let's make room for God to do what only He can do. Yeah. Let's not be such control freaks that we hold on so tightly, white knuckled, yeah. we're holding on to what we have to God wants us just to be free in life. To, to be generous and to be big-hearted and to be givers and to be so, so that he can pour into our world everything that he wants us to have. Amen? Yeah. Okay, so the title of my message today is Living Like Jesus Did. Living Like Jesus Did. Uh, and can I just suggest this morning that as believers, Jesus should be our greatest source of inspiration and our greatest desire in life. That we should be looking to him. Which is what it says in Hebrews 12, it says, because we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us cast off every weight, sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race set before us, looking unto Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and I love what Nushi was saying, is how do, you, how do you get that spark back? How do you be salt and light? How do you shine bright in life? And it's to look to Jesus. Yeah to lift our eyes above circumstance and to lift our eyes above what's happening around us and say, I lift my eyes to the hills, to where my help comes. My help comes from the Lord. And and I, I want to encourage that we have such a great opportunity at Christmas time especially to shine bright in our community. There are people that are hurting, that are broken, that have nothing, and you can be God's answer in this season. And I, and I, want, I, I want you to... See yourself as that. And, and I want to living like Jesus did. You know, God's equipped us to and empowered us to rule and reign in life. But it's not just for us. It's for other people. He wants you to overcome. He wants you to live in victory. He wants you to rule and reign for those that can't in and of themselves. He wants you to be strength on somebody's behalf. He wants you to be the one that lifts somebody else's hands. He wants you to carry others as, as he carries you and he wants to use you to see the world changed and better. Can you agree with me on that this morning? God wants to, he wants to partner with you. Yeah. You see, I'm annoyed. I don't know why God has 
called me to do the things that I do or to see the things I've seen in my life through him, but he has. And I, I see miracles and I see healings and I see breakthrough in people's lives, salvation, but God has anointed you also uniquely and specifically to change the world. But it's, it's not until I, I accept that, receive that, and step out into that that I actually start to live like Jesus lived. Because Jesus, oper- Jesus did what his father asked him to do and operated in the giftings and anointings that his father gave to him. And, and we're challenged to do the same. We are challenged to live like Jesus lived, not just follow Jesus. Does that make sense? Yeah. And in Hebrews 4.12 it says this, For the word of God is alive and active, living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, and it penetrates even to the dividing of the soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. And for me, I've, I've learned over many years that To see things shift externally, I often need to let them shift internally first. And the Word of God will do that for you. It will shift things internally so that you can see clearly, so that you can live according to what God says for your life. But I have to let the Word, which is living and active, do something in my life. I I, I want to encourage us all to be God-seekers through the Word. Uh, pray and seek him and spend time, but spend time in his word. Since in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. You can't separate God and his word and you will get truth and you will get life and you will get empowerment as you press in to the word. I love in 2 Timothy 3, 6, it says all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Uh, there is purpose to your existence. You haven't just been put on this planet to take up space, to breathe air, to live for a certain amount of years and then go to heaven. There is, there, is, there is a plan and a purpose for your life. You know, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you. There is, there, God has put you on this planet to make a difference. And then he's filled you with his spirit and he's, equipped, he's called you and equipped you to go out and change lives. But, but, but I have to accept it. I have to accept that there's more than just having a house and a nice car and, and whatever else, yeah. the, the trappings. of. I, I have to understand that I live for more than what I have, that I am more than what I have, that there is a plan and a purpose for my life. And you know what? Very sad. I heard this week about a young girl at school who's on the Gold Coast. Whether she was depressed, whether she was anxious on drugs or drinking or such, she went to the, the, the rooftop of the building that she was staying in and jumped off. Our world is hurting. Our world needs soul and light. Our world needs people that is stepping into the call of God for their life and living beyond a paycheck, living beyond a, a car or, and, and worrying about things that are temporal. And you know what I think? That's a young life. That's a, that's a family destroyed. That's a young, we need to do something. Let's do something. And this isn't meant to be heavy. This is, I want to encourage us today. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's rise. Let's stand up. Let's be what God has called and made us to be. Amen? Yeah. And you know what? I, uh, I love the Gospels because to me the Gospels locate us. And when I'm reading the Gospels, I could be reading about me. Because in the Gospels we see 
you know, just normal lives. We see individuals walking through victories, challenges, struggles, fears, and in the middle of it all, we see Jesus. Yeah. He's the central figure in the in the Gospels, yeah. and, and we follow that story around. And I was thinking this week about, can you imagine being one of the disciples and, and witnessing everything they did? Just, just watching Jesus go up and touch a coffin and, and say, stand up. Uh, a demon-possessed kid to be free. Uh, you know, a blind man sitting by the side of the road said, what, what do you want? I want to see. All right, your faith. See. Can you imagine being one of the disciples? And these guys were simply doing their thing. They were, they were tent makers. They were fishermen. They were doctors. They were, and Jesus said, come, follow me. They were just doing their thing not realizing that the guy they were talking to would end up being the Messiah and Savior of the world. And I just go, man, that is awesome, walking in the shadow of God, yeah. witnessing miracles and, and healings and blind eyes opening and, and the provision of heaven. How amazing would it be to live like Jesus? Because that's exactly what we're called to do. We are called to live like Jesus in the earth. And even though he's not physically present now, we're called like the first disciples to live like Jesus. And I, I guess the question would be, is that even possible? Can I live like Jesus? Because I know me. I know, I know, I know my thoughts. I know, I know my nature. I, can I live like Jesus? And the answer is yes, but only by the Spirit. Only by the Spirit of God empowering us. And only when we lay down. Also, this, this is my surrender. I'll lay down religion. I'll lay down tradition. I'll lay down my will and my wants. And I'll, and I'll live for you. And I'll live, live submitted to your will and your word. And, and I'll live by the Spirit. I'll be guided by you. And I, I love what it says in Romans 8, starting in verse 1. It says, there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving Spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the just requirement of the Lord would be fully satisfied for us, who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the Spirit. When we go down to verse 10, it says, and Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you've been made right with God. Somebody say, I've been made right with God. You can, you can live like Jesus because of Jesus. You can live like Jesus because of the cross and because of his willingness to die and rise again, to take captive sin and death, that we can, we can actually live like Jesus in the earth because of Jesus. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same Spirit. I love this, living within you. And I think something to note this morning is to live like Jesus did, the disciples had to do what Jesus said. And I don't know about you, but I don't always want to do what I'm told. I don't always want to live according to rules and regulations, but they help me. And to live like Jesus, the disciples had to follow Jesus' lead. So do we. And I want to encourage, let's lay down our desires. Let's lay down our thoughts. It's good to have your own opinion, your own worldview, thoughts towards certain things. But if they don't line up with the will and word of God, then they have to be laid down. Because we're intellects in this room. We're smart people. We're intuitive. We, we know we, we've been raised a certain way. We've got education. 
But sometimes that's, you know, there's a, there's a scripture that says there is a way that seems right to man, but in its end is death. Yeah. And you go, how can that be? Because it seems right to me. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense in my mind. But God, it says in Isaiah 55, my ways aren't your ways. Yeah. And my thoughts aren't your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than, beyond, better than your thoughts. Just adopt my thoughts and you'll start to live and look like me and make a difference in the earth. They had to follow his lead. And we're called to follow the leader. And our leader is Jesus. And I encourage you, the greatest day of your life will be the day that you realize you don't have to have it all together and you don't have to know everything. That you can actually trust in him with all your heart and he will lead you and guide you. That's a, that's a day of freedom. That's a day of liberation where I go, I don't have to have it all together. Everything doesn't have to make sense to me, but I can wait on God. I can rely on God. I can go to his word. I can wait in his spirit and have him speak to me, that still small voice, and lead me into everything I'm going through. Amen? And I just had a few thoughts that to live like Jesus did, the, the disciples had to do certain things, and they had to sacrifice. Living for Christ is a sacrificial life. And Jesus said, come follow me. And, and this was a big deal because he wasn't saying, you know what, tomorrow I'm going to be down at, at Nooseville. Come and follow me. I'm going to teach you some things. I'm going to show you some things. We'll go down the river and there'll be some miracles. And we'll, we'll go out and even though nobody's catching anything, we'll go and catch a whole lot of fish. And when the storm comes, I'll be asleep. But I'll just say, quiet, be still. And the waves will stop. Now, this meant following him. And scholars believe that in the course of his life, Jesus will have walked over 23,500 kilometers. So when he said, come follow me, and just for the three-year period of his ministry, it was about 3,500 kilometers. So when he said, come follow me, he said, come and leave everything that you know. Leave your security, leave your family, leave your friends. Leave. Come. I want you to let go of the past. I want you to come and follow me. But, but where did it lead them? It lead them into a new day and a new place and a place of empowerment and a place of fulfillment. They started the church that we know today and, and they were a part of God's plan. For, that Sometimes we have to sacrifice, but it's a good thing. Can yeah. I encourage you, if God asks you to do something, do it. Do it passionately. Do it purposefully. Do it willingly. You know, the second thing was they, they had to listen. Because everywhere Jesus went, he taught the Bible, as, as, as we read, it says, and all that Jesus began to do and teach, that he was setting an example and showing them how they could live and what they could do, but they had to listen. And, and I wonder how often I actually listen and I, and I catch what God wants me to catch through the, the season or the moment or the experience that I'm going through, because it's going to empower me for the next one that I face. And so often he wants to, he said, I, I, you know, it says that he sent them out two by two. So Jesus was doing miracles and Jesus was setting people free. And Jesus was raising there and said, now I'm sending you out. Jesus is sending us out. And I believe we're in a time and season where the world needs you, full of the spirit and power, full of boldness and confidence to go out and prophesy or go out and pray or go out and bless Go out and serve whatever it is that God calls you to do. Let's do it. Let's, let's listen, let's learn, and then let's go and put into practice what we've been shown. They had to respond. Uh, they had to accept or reject what they were seeing and learned. That's the same with us. God, I'll have that, but not that. This one's too convicting. This one's a blessing for my life. It's like, no, we have to accept all that God has for us. Amen? 
They had to serve. What does it say? That Jesus came to serve, not to be served, to lay his life down as a ransom for men. How do we shine brighter? How do we allow that, that fire to be stoked on the inside? So I think one of the greatest things we can do is serve others, love others, be generous with others, give of our time, give of our attention. We, we had some friends around this week, and, and the lady said, you know, we, I had one conversation. I went for a walk with her. We had a conversation. She said, that was worth hours and hours and hours of cancelling. She said, I've been waiting months and months just to talk to one person to get a little bit of perspective. All I was doing was talking and allowing the Holy Ghost kind of drop little nuggets into my mind that I could share or that I could, because it wasn't me. I was, I was saying things that are, just, that, that are in me, but they're in me because of the Spirit and they came out and it just helped in the moment and in the city. You are going to help people this week, this month, through this season. And this is not always a great season for everybody. For those that don't have and those that don't have family or love or joy in there, this isn't always the best season, but we can we can be that stopgap. We can we can help others enjoy the season that is a blessing. Amen. Yeah. They had to pray. Jesus would always withdraw to a secluded place and, and, and wait on his heavenly father. They, he taught them how to pray. We have to be prayers. If we want to live like Jesus lived, we have to be men and women of prayer. That, that press in and seek him. And what does the word say? If you seek me, you will find me when you seek for me with all your heart. So if prayer isn't a, a discipline in your world, and I'll, I'll say passion, but let's start with discipline. If prayer isn't a discipline in your world, can I encourage you to start setting some time aside every day just to seek God and thank him? What does it say in Thessalonians? Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. I, 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 want to, I want to be happy. I want to be joy-filled. And one of the things I know is I, I get that way when I spend time in the presence of God, when I seek Him, when I make Him number one, above and beyond anything. We've all got, we've all got deals going on in our lives. We've all got bills to pay. We've all got issues of some sort. But when we can live beyond our issues and say, regardless, God, you are good, then we start to live like Jesus did. Because, you know, Jesus even said, Father, if you can, take this cup from me. But nevertheless, thy will be done. Yeah. Dad, Father, God, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. I'm not loving this. I'm sweating blood right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm in a place of pain and anguish, but not my will, yours be done. Mm -hmm. And what happened? <laughs> we, we enjoy what we enjoy today because of that moment. They had to change. They had to leave old ways of living and accept new ways, God's ways, better ways. To live like Jesus lived, we have to let go of the past. We have to let go of that's just the carpenter's son. No, I am the son of God. I've been put on this planet to bring change and life and transformation. You are not just your parents' child. You have been put on this planet to bring life and transformation and joy. There is a power. What does it say? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The same power that God worked in Jesus Christ when he raised him from the dead is at work in you. There is a power on the inside of you that if you tap into it and you release it, you will start to see things shift and change in your life. Amen? Amen. Matthew 10, 39. Is this all right? Somebody smile at me, please. My glasses are fogging up. Right, right in my eyes. But in Matthew 10, 39 says this. It says, if you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. 
unbelievable. I go, all right, Christian, you're 48. For how many of those years have you clung to your life, to your rights, to your wants, to your need, to your fears? To your Because you, you saw it as a blanket of identification. How long have you held on? But it says, if you will lose it and give up your life for me, you will find it. I, I, I love that. God's ways are better. God's ways for your life are better. And the purpose of your life is hidden in Christ. And he wants you to seek it out. He wants you to find it. And he wants you to enjoy it. In Isaiah 55, seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him now. He is near. Let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord. They may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God for he will forgive generously. Our world needs us, church. And they don't need us just gathering here, singing songs and enjoying each other's company for 90 minutes. They need us coming here, remembering who we are and what we have. And then they need us to leave these doors and walk these streets and to go to our places of work and get on the phone and to email and to text. And to, They need us shining bright. They need us. God is love. He loves us, but he wants his love to flow through us into others. And I go, you know what, we're, we're a toothless tiger if all we do is gather together and sing and praise and worship and give and then do nothing else with it. The Bible says faith without works is dead. Our, our, our faith is put into action the second we step outside of these doors. We start to live like Jesus when we step outside and go, I'm a Christ follower. Not weird, not religious, not, not, not crazy. Don't be cray cray. Get out there and be powerful. Get out there and be relatable. Get out there and be you. Get out there and shine bright and let God move through your life. Amen? Amen. I love it. Matthew 5.13, you are the salt of the earth. You know, I was, I was imagining Jesus standing here this morning. I thought, what would he say? And I honestly believe he would say, you are the salt of the earth. You are a bright, shining light. I'm standing here backing you. I want you to go and live life to the fullest. I've said it many times, but there's, there's a saying that most men die when they're 30 and we bury them when, we're, when they're 80. Because the world gets on. The cares of the world, the concerns of the world. How am I going to do this? What's going on with my business? What's going on with it? And we stop living and we start existing. But God, I think you're most, you, you most glorify God when you come alive. When you fully live, when you fully accept his will and his plan for your life. When you step and go, God, this is good. This is an adventure that I want to have. And it's taking twists and turns that I don't understand, that I don't always see. But God, have your way. God, I'm laying down my agendas. I'm laying down my desires. Lead me. And God, I'm telling you, when you do that, he gets fully glorified. And, and I can say it with my mouth, but it's more powerful when I say it with my life. When I go to that place, uh, you know, I, I simply walk down because I wanted to say hi to my mate at Hillsong this morning. He's a pastor and it's a, it's a new kind of season for him. And as I got there, a man walked up next to him with a, with a cane. I said, bro, what's up? He's my back. I'm, I'm in agony. I'm, and you could see, you, could, you know when you can see pain and heaviness and weight on a person? I said, well, let's pray. He goes, what do you mean? I said, well, <laughs> we, we, that's what we do. We pray. We believe God because our God is a miracle working. And we just prayed and I felt heat just emanating from my hand. It was just the simplest of things. It didn't cost me anything. It was, it was 30 seconds of, and I said, this, this is what's on me. This is what I do. So come on, God, let's go. And we prayed. But the second we finished praying, 
It was like I was looking at a different person. His countenance had fully changed. He goes, the pain's gone. He goes, this is unbelievable. I, I can't believe it. I said, I can. I said, because that's what God does. It, you know, it says in the word that I am the Lord that heals thee. In Isaiah, it says that by his stripes we are. Go and use what's on you. Go and do what God has called you to do in your unique, beautiful way. Amen. Amen. You are the salt of the earth. But what is what good is the salt if it's lost its flavor? Um, can you make it salty again? It'll be thrown out, trampled underfoot, and worthless. You're the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. I love that. No one puts a lamp under a basket instead a lamp is put on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see. This week, let your good deeds shine out for all to see. Let your good deeds shine out for all to see this week. Let your good deeds shine out this week for all to see. But I love Jesus and I just want to keep it to myself and I just want to hold it on the end. No, it's not made for that. Let your good deeds shine out this week for all to see. I was at Coles. I'm there every week. I'm there every day. You know that. And, and I paid for a lady's thing behind me again. But this time I was quite embarrassed because I didn't realise she only had one thing. I said to the girl, "I'll pay for her stuff," and then she literally pulled out one thing, and, and it was from the the discount thing. You know, when things are about to go off, you have to eat it today. If you don't eat today, I'm like, "Mate, go and get the expensive one. I don't want you to eat that." It was like two dollars sixty-five. And I was like, I, and I was actually really embarrassed, so I paid for it and quickly took off. But when I went outside, I, some, I caught the eye of somebody that I knew, so I'm talking to them, and I heard her as she walked past, she, with my back, so she couldn't see me. And she was saying to a guy that she was walking with, you won't believe it, I only had $3 left in my bank account. And somebody, so that's why she got the $2.65 there. So she must have gone through the shop looking for the discount to get what she needed. And she, and she goes, but, but this, somebody, random guy just paid me. And I'm like, but here's the thing, I, I, we're all random guys that God wants to use with the smallest of things to change somebody's day. Let's do, and I, none of this is my message, I'm just, I might get the team to come up, we're going to pray. Let's be the church. Let's not play church. Let's not, I, it, it's, I'd, rather, I'd rather not. If that's all we're going to, I, I want to, I want to represent Christ in the earth. I want to make a difference. I want to lighten somebody else's load. I want to bring a smile to somebody's face that's broken on the inside. And I and I shared it the other way. But my son's great mate took his life two weeks ago. He was twenty. He had the world at his feet. Every single time that we, he came to our house, he was smiling and he was he was polite. And he, and he was just, can I help you with anything? Can I do anything? He was just this beautiful guy, big, fit, strong, professional surf, and he took his life. Because the smile on the outside isn't always a smile on the inside. <coughs> but me just caring enough to be gentle with someone, or generous with someone, or for me just letting my light shine, it may be the very thing that changes them, that stops them taking their life or making a drastic decision or walking out on their family or or doing something crazy. That's what we're called to do. We're called to love like Jesus loved and to give like Jesus gave and to, to live for others beyond ourselves. Amen? Why don't we stand to our feet?
Jesus, while he was here, healed the sick, he cleansed the disease, he delivered people from bondage, opened blind eyes and deaf ears, he made the mute speak, the crippled walk, he multiplied food, fed the hungry, he raised the dead. And we may know and celebrate these things, but so often we forget that we've been charged to do the same. In John 20, 21, it says this, As the Father has sent me, I also send you. God sent him to do those things to change the world. And he said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, therefore go in that empowerment, in that spirit, and do what I've done. Go and be my ambassadors. Go and represent, go and be salt and light in the earth. As my Father sent me, I send you. Let's just close our eyes this morning. I want you to think on this. You are empowered to carry the miraculous power of God into the world. You are clothed with power. There is an anointing upon your life that breaks change, that sets people free. And only you can do what God has gifted and anointed you to do. And it's not about a position. It's not about a title. It's not about a... Well, I'm a pastor, or I'm an apostle, or I'm a this, or I'm that. No, who cares? We're all Christ's kids. And as his father sent him, he sends us. This week, you need to know you are sent. You are part of God's solution for humanity. And we can look at everything that's going on. There's wars here, and there's interest rates there, and there's legislation here, and there's things happening there. You are the answer in the earth God will give you the wisdom God will give you the words God wants to use you in Acts 4 33 it says and with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all my prayer today is that you would leave this house carrying a grace upon your life to fulfill the call that God has for your life Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Lord, I thank you for everybody that stands before me today. I thank you, Lord, that you've called us to live like Jesus. But you haven't just called us, you've empowered us. And that you will give us the wisdom and the understanding. You will lead us and guide us and direct. I pray this week, Lord, that as your church, we would fully and accurately represent you in the earth. That, Lord God, we would go out and people would smile. People would be at peace. People would see breakthrough. People would enter into healing and breakthrough because, Lord, we carry your spirit in our hearts and we are bold and confident to share our faith and our love of you. And, God, we would just tell our story and our testimony. What does the word say? They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Father, we love Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.